I'm Whitney, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I have such a fun and amazing guest, Amanda Monnier. Amanda is a holistic healer and a new earth visionary. And we both seem to have the exact same vision, which happens a lot with guests on my show. But Amanda and I in particular seem to be super aligned in our energies and our visions and our senses of things and what's coming, our consciousness, and our we seem to be in rhythm in terms of our own personal spiritual awakenings. We have a beautiful conversation about everything from the state of the world, the new world that we're moving into, spiritual awakenings, catalysts, growth, old belief systems, new belief systems, and the idea is that we really need nothing, that we're fully self-sufficient, and the more we move into that knowingness, the more we create a reality around it. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hello, Amanda. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hi, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. Me too. On this beautiful Friday, we're reaching the end of April and we're coming into eclipse season starting tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't felt any wonky energy yet. So I'm (laughs) I'm like, I'm staying in my lane right now. (laughs) Well, a little bit, because we did, we did plan to have this on Tuesday and the energy begins. Like it doesn't just like drop in the day that the eclipse is, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow we have the new moon and the eclipse in Taurus. But on Tuesday, we were kind of like, we were both were, we, we got in front of the camera and we're like, I don't know if we want to do this right now. <laughs> oh, I was a mess. I will be <laughs> fully open about it. I went through a, it was a, uh, the last like handful of weeks. It was like really this heavy in my emotional body, just releasing a lot around um, money stuff, self-worth, like kind of these consumerism templates, things like that. And then on the day we got in front of each other, it was like my physical body was like the cells in my physical body were trying to catch up. And I just felt like I had like knives. I felt like contractions. I've never had children, but (laughs) I'm sure it's way worse than that, but it was extremely painful. So I appreciate, I have energy today. I'm so glad we could reschedule. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're pregnant and birthing some uh, emotional, <laughs> something like that releasing. Pregnancies. Yeah. Through my womb. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, know fully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the womb is a powerful place. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, that's where, and that's our sacral, right? So it's where, when we're dealing with things that are based on, you know, sort of our fundamental understandings of things, the way that things sort of work and orchestrate, right. And so you said you were kind of thinking about your finances and those sort of, you know, sort of our, I would call them pentacles from the tarot, but those sort of grounding things, you know, it's kind of where things get worked out is in your sacral. So it makes sense that it was kind of having some movement around there. Yeah. And I could feel the energy moving and it just, it felt like it was a combination of this really deeply rooted identity that I had carried on for so long. And Ooh. I'm so grateful to be free of it because I feel like a different person um, as I sit here today. But sometimes the, you know, those periods where we're in that transition and we're in like that death and that rebirth, it can be very um, dismantling. So I was definitely in the work. Uh, I was in the density in the last handful of weeks, but yeah. definitely lightened, lightened up. Feels much lighter. So, oh good, oh good. So you took a little, 
a little step, a little leap up. Yep. It's a, it's a long process. I keep telling my friends that I'm, I keep asking like, am I dead yet? Like, cause it's like the death process, right? It's like transformation. It's like, aren't I dead? Like, am I not a new person yet? Yeah. There's so many levels of changes and transformation. And I get that you're always changing, but you know, it's a pretty sort of a acute period when you're really going through like a bigger spiritual awakening or transformation. And I feel like mine's been going on for a while, but you, I think when we first spoke, you said that you're sort of dark night of the soul lasted for quite a while. It's been cycles of it. So it's been layers cycles. So the first one's about eight or so years ago. Mm -hmm. And that was a catalyst was, was a very painful breakup. And that was several weeks of me hiding in my home. And I didn't know what was happening. I was like, cause it was that thing that I couldn't escape. I had been able to remove myself from those and fill it with other things up until that point. And this time there, it was like, the universe is like, Nope, <laughs> not happening. You got to look so, at this. You got to see yeah. it. You can't hide away. Go yep. into your shell. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I had probably the most um, painful one, I will say last year, it was um, August, September, and it went through up and through January. So it was a roller coaster for sure. I wouldn't have it any other way, but it was definitely just, again, it was like the emotional purges, the identity releases, the physical Uh, body. I have a theory that, you know, we have these spiritual insights and we have these things that come through and we have the integration at that level, but then the physical body sometimes hasn't quite caught up. And so sometimes it's like a lagging behind a little bit. And so I've experienced like those, you know, where I have those insights and choices. And then I have the emotional release and the integration at like that mental emotional level. And then it transitions Mm -hmm. like to the physical level after that. So, at least that's just been my experience. Yes. And thank you for speaking to that because one, I think that it's so important for people to talk more about these spiritual, we can call it awakenings, transformation, shifting, because really it's just energy. If people want to look at it that way, more a science perspective, you know, we know that our cells change every seven years or so. We're basically completely different beings, like as far as our cellular um, structure. And So everybody experiences this, but we don't always talk about it. And we always want to kind of assign physical things to like some sort of illness or something else. So I think it's wonderful. The more people talk to how this can be energy shifts and energy and emotional shifts in in being expressed physically in a physical form. Oh, absolutely. Because it's so tied together. And a lot of the work I do is multifaceted and working with the physical body because Mm -hmm. it's just, we can call it dis-ease. It's just these low vibrational frequencies that have not fully been expressed that you know, it probably most more often than not, it's like that time when you were little, when it wasn't safe, you didn't know how to express it, or it wasn't safe to express a certain emotion. And so the path of least resistance at that time was to maybe create the story around it or to hold that emotion in, because maybe if you express that emotion, you would have gotten, there would have been abuse or who knows, there's so many different things that may have occurred. And so when we enter into this journey and we start to shift the pain to wisdom and rewrite the story, then it's like, we can find all these levels of and layers of things that are like, okay, I'm ready to be released too. And sometimes I'll just like cry for no reason. Well, there's a reason, right. But I'll just find myself like in tears. And I'm like, I've learned to just like, oh, okay. Like I'm just going with it because it's like the body wants that release. And so really, yes. um, taking the body along with us on this journey because 
we can't be here without our physical bodies. So it's so important. <laughs> Part of it, we got to, you know, embrace it and allow for it. Cause it's, unfortunately we too often try to control it and try to be the master of it when really we're a partner with it. It's a, a tool, a very valuable tool that we are partnered with in this embodiment. Yeah. Yet we don't always treat it that way. But yeah, so I mean, I relate so much because, you know, I shared with you that we were actually almost on the same timeline. My, I mean, I had kind of a, a spiritual episode from, I, I would say like October to now, maybe until more like until January. So about the same timeline as you, but it, exactly the same thing happened where very unexpectedly, I went on this trip across the country and all this old emotional stuff started coming up, emotional turmoil, emotional stresses from my past that I thought I was done with. And just as you spoke to, I would have days where I would just cry the entire day. And, and at first I fought it because I was like, oh no, like I'm having a breakdown. Like there's something wrong. I shouldn't have gone on this trip. I made the wrong choice. And then I just came to embrace it. And I was like, this must, this is, feels like a release. Like this doesn't even feel like it's, it's not a current feeling. It's literally just something like passing out of me, like an energetic clearing, getting out of my body. And so I allowed for it, but then I got sick too. It was like, after I had all these emotional upheavals, then my, just as you said, my body kind of had been holding out for so long, like allowing for that strain that it finally kind of got ill and it needed a rest. So I got sick and sometimes our bodies will do that to get us to slow down a little bit so we can regenerate. Yeah, absolutely. Our bodies, I found the body's always trying to get our attention in every way, shape and form. And there's, I don't feel like there are any coincidences if, you know, there's any ailment or we, again, we label diseases with certain names and things, but it's always a deeper meaning. And there's oftentimes some sort of agreement we've made to this thing. Like for example, I know someone, um, close to the, the a family member and they got a diagnosis and there were no symptoms prior to the diagnosis. And several weeks after the diagnosis, there were symptoms of this illness and this ailment. And so it just speaks to the power of our consciousness because it's, again, we're multidimensional beings. So all this stuff is multifaceted. And when I say we're multidimensional beings, it's like, there's so many aspects to us that our human consciousness can't fully explain when we incarnate here. And I also want to preface everything I say that it's just coming from my lens. It's, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest for those of you listening. And um, yeah, it just comes from a very humble place. This is just the best I've come up with at this point. But when we incarnate here, we're taking on this certain level of density to be in a physical body on what we call earth. And so certain we, you know, we have emotions as humans that we feel and we don't have like, no one handed us like a guidebook on this is how you do this. We're doing the best we can. And emotions can be a beautiful compass and, you know, but really just the power of choice, the power of our consciousness, the power of our identity. And that then creates those, we have those emotional responses. And so when we, you know, when we're young, And when we're even in our mother's womb, it's like we can already start to create these agreements and these identity structures and these belief systems. We can take them on from family. But the beautiful thing is, is that you're not stuck because we can literally rewrite all of that because nothing is permanent. It's all temporary. Just even like this experience we're having as humans. So... Yeah, absolutely. It's all just a small little blip on the bigger scale of our entire experience. Um, and so anything, everything's amenable, everything's transformable. And we're constantly experiencing transformation all the time. That's what we're doing day in and day out. We're never, we actually recreate ourselves every day. You yeah. know, we're the ones who decide that we're going to show up the same way the next day, but really we have the free choice to recreate ourselves. So 
I love it. Everything that you're, you're sharing. And I do want to jump back to one thing that you said that I think is also pivotal when we talk about spiritual awakenings and people really embracing and being open and trusting the process is, so you spoke to having a significant breakup in a relationship that was a catalyst. And I, I love that you point that out because I think it's important for people to recognize that that can often be the case because you often also mentioned that it brought up a lot of your strong held beliefs about yourself, your limiting beliefs, your, your kind of um, set ideas and structures around things. And what I found is that I think that the reason why breakups can be such a catalyst is because nothing really rocks your core central fears and beliefs, like that mirror that a relationship provides that when, when you're not in a relationship, it can be kind of dormant. You might have little things like if people make comments or you don't get the validation you want, you know, through work or other settings. But when a relationship comes in, really everything is out on the table. You're never Mm -hmm. as vulnerable and intimate with someone as you are in that kind of a partnership, you're sharing your life together. And that I know, at least for me brings up like the most hidden parts that I don't, I tend to forget about until I'm actually challenged in that way. And so when something like that ends, it's like you drudged up all this stuff and you're left to be like, what was that? (laughs) Like what just happened? And what do I do with all of these realizations that I've had. And it really, it's the perfect grounds for beginning to address them and release them and recognize what's no longer serving us. Because it's also, it's, it's often those beliefs that um, are keeping us from having an effective relationship. And so at least I found that all of my relationships that did not work out were leading me towards this like growth and opening to being able to connect with someone more directly rather than being like sort of held back by my own fears, you know, doubts, um, my own defenses that I'd put up because of my own wounds and such. Right. Oh, a million percent. And that's why I feel like there are certain people I talk to. I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to another aspect of myself, which it is right. Yeah, because, it is. Bro, I, I like, one, but <laughs> a, yeah, million like percent. The, a few of the words you use like mirror. I I've absolutely, it's like, there's kind of this thing where it's like, you know, something, and then you really get to know it, know it sell at a cellular level, because mm-hmm. I'd heard that term like, Oh, like everything's just a mirror. I've just come to understand relationships in a whole new way. They are such beautiful mirrors. And so we yeah. can choose to look at it from a couple different perspectives. We can look at it from this more victim consciousness perspective. And I'm not saying that either right or wrong, it's a choice, or we can choose to look at it. At, I've come to look at these things as a gift, even though they can be so feel so painful oh, sometimes yeah. and bring up so much pain because I agree with you 110%. The experiences with relationships have brought up more of the density than anything else, because I believe that we can be on this transformation journey and we can experience things. We can go within and we can do that inner work, but there's something about like, like you had mentioned when another person comes into the mix and then you have these different like ideas and expectations and attachments, and it brings up these patterns because if we're just talking about these patterns that we've created as, as children, and then we get to experience these same things in, in relationship. And for me, the wound that kept coming up because my parents divorced when I was about six years old. And so the story and the perception around that for me was, well, if my dad, dad leaves, which again, someone had to leave, right? If my dad leaves, then everyone's going to leave. Um, I had this very deeply rooted abandonment wound around that. And there were amongst other things that my light was too bright. I was too much. It was my fault. All these things, everybody leaves, right? 
So what had happened was the patterning in these relationships is was these men would show up. I would get on this high, high because it was like this reflection of what was possible. So I would like connect to that and I would get so attached. And then when it would get deflated, because that's not sustainable, right? I speak of this energy of uh, it's sourcing from our own source connection and not plugging into like these external sources. Because again, when that balloon gets popped and you're left there and you're like, okay, well, I was getting all this energy and all this love and all this thing from this person. And if I'm left in a place where I don't love myself and I don't feel worthy and everybody leaves, then I'm left with this story when this person takes off. That played out from for the last... X amount of years. I'm 32 wow. now until last year. That story is neutralized. And it took, oh, it was a lot of tears. It was a lot of layers, a lot of men. <laughs> but I share this because I feel like a lot of women go through this to where, you know, there can be these, you know, it's all a different flavor, right? Nobody has the exact same experience, but but these things will show up and then we'll look at it as like, oh my gosh, like I'm on cloud nine. And then, you know, he doesn't behave in a certain way that we want, or we don't get validated in a certain way. And then it's like that deflation energy. But when we're sourced from within and we do feel worthy and we are tapping into that inner wholeness because you're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. Like there's nothing wrong with you. It's just all the lies, stories, distortions that mucked up that clarity of the all the isness of who we really are mm-hmm. and that connection with our higher self and God source universe. So yes, a million percent, like from what you just said, that's been my experience of it, but yeah. it, it just continued to show itself until it kind of culminated. And that's actually what kicked off the dark night of the soul last year was a man and a relationship where it, and I feel like things are accelerated. I don't know if you're experiencing this, but the relationship oh. was only like, two and a half weeks and I was in sham. Like, it, oh my it gosh. Like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pop your balloon real quick there, lady. I was like, okay. I totally relate. I hear you. It's like, what's wrong with me? Like that was like nothing. Like you couldn't even call that a relationship. And I'm like losing my shit. Yep. Yep. And like, then what, those stories too, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild, but it's, you know, I think it's also that, cause what you're speaking to reminds me that we, so I think one thing is we do tend to draw partners. It's almost like our wounds are like gra- drawing us towards one another. Cause I find that the people that I've matched with are often having, have the same wounding that I do, you know, whether it was abandonment or neglect or insecurity that if I I'll, I'll place all this blame, like, Oh my gosh, this person is so that, and then I'll be like, well, wait a minute. Am I doing that? Is that within me? And I recognize that it, it always is you know, whatever I'm seeing in the other person is I'm experiencing with myself. And I think we do come together because we're all looking to heal so we can grow. You know, we're all looking to heal so we can move on from these things. So that's the best way to heal something is when with someone else who's, because again, like you said, you're basically just looking at yourself. We're all connected ultimately. So when you talk to another, you're talking to yourself. And so it's like, we're talking through and working through how to overcome these things, how to heal. Right. But in relationships, it's just tricky because I think it's easier to become defensive because it's not like you're just like, oh, cool. We're both wounded. Let's heal. It's like, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? And like, it's, it's more so bringing up our defenses are like these um, indicators of what we're struggling with. Right. Like you said, like you finally broke the cycle when you realize this is just a story that I keep telling myself over and over about a situation where that's not even the reality of the situation. It's the reality in my mind, but not like somebody else in the exact same situation might take a different conclusion which to me indicates that that's my own deep belief that I have that I bring to each situation. Until you figure that out, you're going to keep bringing those same beliefs to every situation and painting the same picture, whether it's real or not. 
Yeah. And I think it can be several different themes. For me, the theme was that I was terrified to be alone, but it was also like, I was terrified. I was terrified of being abandoned, but I was also terrified. I was just, it was, it, kind of that it was kind of a balled up mess of a couple different things but i i was not comfortable like sitting with myself i always felt like yeah. i had to be dating someone or i always felt like i had to be in a relationship in some way shape or form having somewhere around something to plug into right and so it was after that period of time that i really like sat with myself and got to the place where i'm like oh my gosh like i'm at such peace with this and it neutralizes so i feel that it can yeah. be kind of that thing where we have that more um I don't love the word codependency, but it's like, you know, we want to plug into that external source because it's like, we don't want to look at those parts from within and it kind of puts a bandaid on it. Right. It's like, it's like in the ways that we consume just in general, where we're consuming, whether it be, um, food is a big one for people, real big one where we are just consuming to fill those things up because we don't want to feel those those parts that are like, excuse me, you know, and maybe yeah. those parts don't even want to feel because if we take it even further back and we're, and we're speaking of this lens of, you know, working with our, our inner child and that little boy or little girl, it's like, how would we nurture this, this child? And it's like, you know, sometimes it's just, can we not shame the shame for a moment? And can we pause the story, presence ourselves, and take a deep breath and really just even identify what emotions coming up or even identify that we don't, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to take a deep breath and just sit here for just a moment because yeah. we're so conditioned, societally speaking, to be chasing, right? We're not conditioned. We're, we, there, there isn't this cultivation of like, let's just all we have is right now. So can we just be in the now? It's what's the next best thing? What's the next best thing you're going to buy, consume, um, you know, fill in the blank, right? We all yeah. have that thing that we're, you know, we've maybe chased at one time or another, but it's like, we get that thing and it's never as good as we think it's going to mm -hmm. be. It's like almost like we're addicted to the anticipation of things. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, and that, you know, it's, and then once we get that thing, we want something else. And it's funny you say this because I was just thinking recently that, and this is a realization I had when I, so I'm sober, I'm in sobriety from drugs, alcohol, eating disorder, you name it, sex addiction, love addiction, all the things I can be addicted to anything, everything. And I remember thinking like, I don't, I hate not needing anything. I love to need things and I hate not needing things, you know? And it basically is essentially saying like, I don't want to be like a Buddhist. Like, I don't like to just sit there and be okay. Like, I love the feeling of like, Ooh, I really want this specific, specific food. And then you get it and you get that fix. And then it's like, well, what do I want now? I, I want to want, you know? And it's kind yeah. of like that, a very childish kind of um, immature state where you're just like, I constantly want to be getting something that gives me, you know, you said it's like this, um, you know, it's kind of like you're addicted to like the, what, what is it? Like you're, you said you weren't getting something or. Um, it's almost like the anticipation. Anticipation, like, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to get this. But then it's also like the, the effect of like, Ooh, I really want this. And once you get it, it's like, Oh, I got it. But then it's never, you know, like anybody will tell you, like after you get that drink or after you get that food that you wanted, if you're in that addictive mindset, some people can take it and be satiated. But if you're constantly in that needing the anticipation, the experience, all of that, it's never enough. It's like an empty bucket that you're never yeah. going to fill. There's this beautiful tool, if you don't mind if I share it with, with listeners yeah, that I came across do. the other day. Oh, so beautiful. So Jason Estes is, um, he, he puts out the most amazing messages content. He was talking about food and the way he worded it, I'll have to look it up, but 
what I, if you don't mind, I'm just going to look up what, what it was called because it was literally just like the way that it was worded was so great breaking out of the food game, but this is kind of can be tied to anything. And he's like, it was like a minute and a half of the clip. And he's like, next time you feel that instinctual urge to like, go get that thing, you know, and we can literally speak of this to anything. He's like, I'm going to give you an invitation, put a hand on the heart or two hands on the heart, a hand on the head, bring in the light of God, take a deep breath and just allow that to like come through your being like sourcing from that source connection, take a deep breath and then ask yourself if you still want that thing. And it like breaks the story. And I've actually, I, um, this is a couple of weeks ago and I'm not a heavy drinker by any means, but I was guided to like, I'm choosing to release alcohol at least for the next hundred days. And I'm playing around with that because it's like, every time I even have a couple glasses of wine, I wake up the next day and I'm like, Oh, I feel like I poisoned my body mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel good to me anymore. So it's like, maybe it's like that story or the pattern may need that thing, but mm-hmm. like your soul and your physical vessel might not really need that thing that we think that we need. So when we allow that space for the pause, it breaks up that the story that's narrating and the pattern. And it allows yeah. us to make that conscious decision rather than allowing the story to take over and be like, okay, we're just going to go get this thing. Not that, yeah. you know, certain things are wrong by any means, but it's like, can we tune into that divine intelligence that is within us and ask us if this something, this is something that is expansive or does it feel kind of contracting when we actually ask ourselves at that deeper level? Yeah, absolutely. And it takes the pause to actually access deeper levels and to take any of this into consideration, we have to pause and not keep going, 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 as you described, like on to the next thing we want to get. But Amanda, everything you just described reminds me of um, when I was first having like, probably like my second significant awakening when I was like 31 or two, I remember reading that in a regard, it was like a book about like overeating or addiction or something like that. And it said something like the only thing we're ever really hungry for is love. And to me, love is synonymous with God, with spirit, with energy, with the universe, all is one. So, and I realize that, you know, it's so true, you know, when we're seeking out something so desperately, it's not like we just desperately want cake, even though cake is delicious and, you know, (laughs) but it's not like that. It's we're seeking out this, this comfort, this thing, which ultimately is our connection with spirit. It's our connection with like, with what truly is. And we think we can find it through cake (laughs) or through a drink, you know, because those things can give you that sense for a bit. Like, God, this feels so soothing and good. And and I think about that a lot because I I struggle with bulimia. And there was, when you're in a fit of a a binge, there's nothing, there's never enough. And you're just like, can I finally get enough that I feel satiated? But again, if you're just seeking out love and you think you're going to find it through food, you're not. It's only when, like you described, when you actually let it come into you, which sounds so like, you know woo-woo or whatever, like too spiritual, like that I want to go, you know, I actually want to go eat all this cake. It's, but it really is just the notion of allowing yourself to have something enter you and for you to experience it rather than to just sort of like keep trying to force or stuff something in that's not being received, if that makes sense. Cause it can all be ways that we try to numb stuff. And, and I want to just even validate that feeling numb sometimes is helpful. Like when we have like overwhelming amount of emotions that can be beautiful too. So again, there's like no right or wrong way for any of this, but yeah, it's just so, it's so interesting. So it's, I feel like it's so powerful for us each to learn our own tools and practices and play around with how we uh, process energy and intuition because we all process it in such a unique and different way. I feel, and there's, this isn't black and white and there's no one size fits all. So it's learning with your own energy 
energy body, your own energy field. Like for me, I feel things so, so deeply in my body. And, um, I've even learned to play around. I, I absolutely love human design. I don't know if you're familiar, but... Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, like, yeah. So I'm a sacral generator. So just practicing like tuning into that gut response of like a, what is a yes and what is a no. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's been game changing. Yeah. And that must come from your, you said you like, you had that womb stuff. Cause I, I've actually talked to a lot of women who look to for yeses and nos from their womb. So you said sacral generator, right? Is that what yeah. you mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So, so for me, it's all about like this gut. Yeah. Yeah. This gut response where it's like, like when we have like an op, when we're responding to something, most of the time within the first second or two, it's like, we know if it's a yes or a no, but then it's like, you know, the people pleaser in us might take over or the mind yeah. might be like, oh, well, we could do this thing. But it's like, yeah. well, I don't really want to. And I don't really need to have a reason why I don't want to. I just don't want to. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's definitely, it takes a lot of discernment and I, I, I struggle with that so much. Like what is my fear response and what's my intuition? You know, what, what am I listening to? And I think it just takes a level of maturity, but also just practice and exposure, just allowing yourself to be with it and just seeing how things play out in that regard. But I think, yeah, listening, I mean, listening to that inner voice, that inner wisdom, that's been a message that's been coming in a lot for this eclipse for me is you know, cause I'm always asking questions. And I'm always fearful that I'll get it wrong. Well, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to not do this? Should I take this position? Should I not? And it's, it's always the same answer, which is like, just go within, just listen, just yeah. trust. There's no, cause really there's no wrong answer. Not yeah, anywhere. There's I agree. no wrong. There's no wrong move to make because ultimately whatever choice we make is because that's the choice that we need to make for our highest good at that time. Even if later we're like, why did I do that? Things got all messed up. And it's because you needed to go that way to gain what you needed to gain in order to next time, you're not going to do it again because you've learned, or maybe you have to do it 10 more times, but eventually we all will learn the lesson and move on. So I, but it starts with practicing listening to, because that inner guidance always knows the quickest way. It's always going to tell you that you could do it this way. And you're like, ah, do it this way. And they're like, okay, then that's what you needed to do right now to learn. And I'll, I'll see you down the road later. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like circling back to the, the power of the pause, right? Because yeah. to me, the pause is like synonymous, even with like meditation, my dog, <laughs> he came over, he's sniffing the window. What kind of dog? Dog Like smelling the flowers. He's like, <laughs> Oh, he's enjoying the, what kind of dog yeah. is he? He's a golden retriever. Oh, sweetie. Yeah, maybe he'll come over. Buddy, come say oh. hi. My dog is on the bed. Where is yeah, she? they're they're just the sweetest. They come out. in sometimes with little messages. Um, oh, they do. She's my yeah. guardian for sure. Mine is my unfamiliar. Mine's definitely a familiar for me. She's been with me for many lifetimes. I feel like that with mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're so sweet. But anyway, squirrel moment with the dogs. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like it's um, you know, for for me, meditations like listening and receiving. So it's like in the power of the pause, when we're not in that more action oriented energy, it's like, we can then be a receiver. We can be a receiver of even prosperity and information. We can be a receiver of new friendships, but sometimes when we're in that do, 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 and we want to try to like in that more like force energy and sometimes action and all that's perfect too. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, we can kind of calculate, um, for each of us, like what predominantly, what type of energy do we spend a lot of our time in? For me, back in the day when I was in college and when I was in law enforcement, I was literally in action mode, probably 
when I wasn't sleeping, that was the only time it wasn't. <laughs> and I probably was then because my body was probably trying to catch up. So I was so burnt out. And I think that's a, another reason why the whole last year was just so much deep healing and a lot of sleeping and nurturing of my body, more feminine flowy energy. Cause I had never really experienced that. Yeah. You had to rest and regenerate and tap and tapping the feminine means those roots are opening, grounding you. That's yeah. beautiful. And something else, Amanda, that I wanted to speak to. So, cause I know you're, so you're a holistic healer and you're also, also a new earth visionary. So you're big about, you know, what we're creating, what we're moving into, which is a big part of my experience and vision as well as I just have this pull towards like, I sense this like totally different world that looks like ours, but very, very different in how we live our lives and how we experience the things. And one of the big visions I have, which is what you're speaking to is right now we're in such a need, 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 want thing. Like this, these cycles that we just described, right? We're, we're such consumers. We're avid consumers. Anything, like I said, like the, I want to need something all the time. I want to need that new, you know, that, that new product, that new thing, that new pursuit, that new, whatever it is, I want to need things because it feels good to get them, have that effect and then move on to the next. However, when we, there's a fire that fuels that, right? It's again, we've talked about, it's not being satiated by our true, by true essence, by energy, by love. We're not really receiving or holding love. And when we start to do that, we don't need very much at all. The reality is that we don't need anything. Ultimately, when we go back to the one state, right? We need nothing. We just are. And we are back to the one, but we're playing this game of remembering that. And so it's like, we're, we feel like we're a physical body that has a lot of different needs, which we do when we're in this mindset. But as we evolve, and ascend and grow, we recognize we need less and less. Um, I was actually just listening to a um, transmission about the Pleiadians, which are, uh, you know, another uh, species that are, uh, the idea is that they're like our future and they're like kind of guiding us towards that, again, this new world. And they talk about as you ascend, you can start to eat lighter and lighter foods. Like it's good to sometimes kind of switch out you know, your meals for smoothies and drink a ton of water because it lightens your energy as you are also ascending and becoming more lighter. It'll be more conducive to rather than these heavy meals that are very dense, but are also good. So it's hard to let go of. But anyways, my point is that I feel that that my vision of the new earth is where we don't have these needs. And what that changes everything, because if you look around our world, our world is based on catering to our needs. You know, like if you look at big corporations, we all get really worked up about how people who own these corporations make all the money. But the reality is that we feed into these systems because we're all needy consumers. But when we start to recognize we don't need very much and we can be satiated with very little and we learn to love and accept ourselves, that every this, that changes the game for everything. When we accept ourselves, we don't feel like we need things to be acceptable, like certain beauty products or clothes or cars or all these things. I'm not condoning those in any way. Like I love all those or not condemning them. I, I have, I think it's nice to have nice things if you want them, but not to have to need them, you know, in a, uh, unnecessary way, like where you're just using it to be like, okay, well this make me feel better. So I think like, it's like, we have this epidemic of neediness. And when we release that the whole world changes, cause then these big corporations we get frustrated with have no energy. They have no life force. We give them our life force, but if we stop needing them, if we all suddenly shifted, Amazon would be out of business because we wouldn't need a thousand things every single day all the time, <laughs> you know? My gosh, I love this conversation and everything about it. And I feel like it always, these conversations come up with, with, at the most perfect time because I was in meditation oh. this morning and I just heard fulvic acid. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. What's fulvic <laughs> acid? I had to look it up. And yeah. I was like, okay, 
first of all, is this like for something for me? Like, is this something that I need? And I got a yes. And I said, oh. okay. And I looked it up and fulvic acid is all around like helping like metabolize. And it's um, helpful for like the gut to digest like meats and plants and all the things. Right. Mm. And so I had never heard, I've heard of folic acid before, but I've never heard of fulvic acid and I hear it so vivid, so profoundly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so this is something my body's asking for. I get a yes. And tuned into that. And I said, okay, is my body asking? asking for like a tangible supplement. And I got a no. And I was like, that's interesting. I said, can I just tune into the frequency of fulvic acid at its purest form and just get the, um, the code or whatever you want to call it and just receive yeah. this. And I got a yes. And then I just felt this energy like come through. And so I, I love that it circles into this conversation because I love playing around with it. Everything is free. Everything is available already here on this planet. And yes. it truly is like, I've been so guided into that less is more like mm. last year. I, I probably spent like $5,000 on like gyms and trainings and all these things. And I was so guided to just drop it all. Like I know what I need to do, like that sort of thing. And I'm just lightening the load in so many different areas. Like I'm even playing or it's, I love coffee so, so much, but I'm even playing around with, I haven't had coffee in a week and I feel great. So it's just, it's just, we're, I I feel like we're just being guided to just let go of the things that are yeah, less is more. And then it's like, uh, okay, we're going to also as a byproduct of listening to that intuition and lightening the load. First of all, we're going to like step more into our light body, which is really, I truly believe where we're going because I truly believe that the human being is an immortal being. Like our divine template is immortal and that we actually can shift out of this form when we choose. And don't ask me how I know that, but, or how I think that, like, it's just kind of that intuitive. We all know that we all got it. It's in our DNA, right? Exactly. And the whole universe is in our DNA. We just aren't connected with it because we yeah. chose to. That's the, again, it's like the, we're playing a game here. It's yeah. the game of like forgetfulness. Yeah, right? exactly. We and we're like, what, what are we? We're just cells that showed up on a planet. No, yep. but you'll. <laughs> yeah. yes. So I couldn't provide proof, but it's just like this inner knowing of where we're headed. And so it's like, we're reverse. I truly believe we're reverse aging. Like for me, if I saw, I see photos of myself like five years ago and I look so different now and I'm like Mm. older now. So I'm like, okay, but it's like, we have to be, we have to choose it. We have to be willing to receive it and play with it. And like this morning when that came through, I was like, okay, I'll play with you like universe, whatever. And I, cause the thing is, is if everything carries a unique signature and a unique frequency, Let's say, for example, like, cause sometimes the human mind will be like, that sounds su- super woo woo, yeah. but I can pick up this phone right here and I can call you on this phone and it's connect. It's just a frequency that it's connecting to. And you could pick the phone up and we're in different places on the planet, same state, but still, and we can have a conversation on the phone. So it's the same type of thing when we're tuning into a specific radio dial frequency. Yes. I feel like it's just the possibilities here are just exponentially endless. And it, also ties so beautifully into what you just said, because we're going to need less and less, which gives less and less fuel and power to these big corporations that have been, you know, the puppets or whatever. I mean, we can go down rabbit holes. We don't save that for another time, but you know, it just, we're breaking and collapsing these systems that are just not working because we've evolved past them. They're unnecessary. They're going to become, yeah. And once things become unnecessary, then, you know, then they will naturally fall away. And that's, 
you know, it's hard for us to think of because right now we see things as they are and we, we're all frustrated. It's like, we're all like, it's such a difficult place because like, we're all like cursing these things, but yet we're still like attached to them. It's like, God, I hate this thing, but yet I'm going to keep paying money towards it because I need it for my, you know, weekly groceries or whatever it is, you know? Like I struggle with going to mainstream grocery chains because I'm like, oh, I don't even know if they're environmentally friendly or if they're sound, morally sound in their operations. I don't know, but I really need to get some dinner to night. So I'm going to go, you know what I mean? So it's like, we feel beholden to them, but eventually, like you said, like we aren't going to need like these, it's kind of convoluted access the way that we've created things because things really are, can be more immediate, which sounds like really far out there, but it's just like, like you said, it's just true. It's just what is. And we're eventually going to tap into that. Like you getting that Frelic? Can you spell it for us? Fulvic acid. I had to, I had to like be like, wait, what is this? Yeah. It's it's F-U- L-V-I-C, fulvic acid. acid. Yeah. Yeah. Like like that's, to me, that's the true nature of reality is that literally everything that we want is right at our fingertips. And eventually we evolved to realize that if we want like some life force, then we just breathe it in and we don't have to go to the store and buy food, but that's, we're way far out from that. But that's also like my knowing, like the strange sense I have, like, yeah, that's just what it's going to be. And some people will be like, what are you talking about? That's, that's bizarro, but I don't know. I don't care. I'm yeah. I know. You know, there's gotta be like a certain level of writing the script. And so like, I'm fine. I'll, I'll stand out there on the stage, like, and be the, be the person that says, Oh, this, this will work for me. Take it or leave it. If you want, yeah, you just know, throw whatever. it out there. <laughs> throw it out there. But if we're taking a long time to, to get there. <laughs> yeah. But if we want to talk about like small steps at a time, I think it's just the yeah. idea of, like you said about coffee, what do I think I need? that I may just have gotten used to having. And can I try being without it? Uh, That's how I started getting away from alcohol was I was like, I feel so tied to this. And like, I need it for so many things to have, to feel like I have fun, to relax, to socialize. And so I started exploring with being away with it and I didn't do well with not having it. And I wanted it back. And so that's, but then it it became very obvious that it was causing a lot of chaos in my life and destruction. But I've had so many things like that. I had the same relationship with coffee because coffee is ultimately a drug an amazing drug that I loved. And I, uh, I actually gave it a, but I, I don't know if you, if you just do water now, but I started taking, um, doing like a, a mix of like cacao powder and mushroom powders. Cause mushroom are like these like super fungi foods and I love them. Um, so that's my fun thing. Cause I like to have something in the morning to drink. I it love makes it. Me, it's part of my ritual. We're um, in the same frequency girl, because I was just oh. telling my friend today at lunch, I'm like, I'm craving cacao. That's going to be my replacement for coffee. It's so like nourishing to the no. soul. No, <laughs> yeah. that's it. We were even searching out cacao with this little town we were in and they actually had it. But then I got in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, breakfast just hit me. I'm so full. So I was like, okay, at least I know that they serve it here and I'm going to get some to make some at home. Cause it just feels so nourishing. Uh, it feels more expansive to me. So, and I just love it um, yes. anyways. And it has yeah. been good stuff in it, but I love it's it. It's so good. It has so many great antioxidants and things yeah. that helps like blood flow and circulation. So, but yeah, I'm telling you, I use that. And like, they have all these powdered mushrooms. Now, if you're into that, like people are big into like the mud water, which is basically like different mushroom powders mm-hmm. and water. But if you use like lion's mane and like cordyceps, all of that, it helps with your memory function, your nerve system, energy levels, like all very natural because it comes from mushrooms. So just an idea to mix in and, you know, you have fun with it. And it's a nice replacement because I, it it doesn't cause a crash for me or headaches like uh, coffee did. Coffee would always like, I had a, it was interesting. I actually had someone on the show that pointed out that coffee, any food, but coffee is a spirit. And just like we call alcohol spirits, it's because it embodies us. Like everything has its own consciousness. We're going to get kind of esoteric again, but everything oh, has yeah. a consciousness. So when we bring it into our body, it's like, do how do you dance with that spirit? Like, how do you dance with the spirit of coffee? 
which is going to sound so bizarre, but it's just, it is. And I, cause I love coffee, but I noticed every time I drank it, something, it was like, it didn't sit, sit well with me. Like I love that I felt energized, but it was like not quite right for my body. And I was fighting it for the longest time. Cause I didn't want to let it go. <laughs> Oh, me too. I've been fighting it for a long time. To me, it feels like very acidic in my body and my stomach is not happy with it. And yeah. then I was thinking about, I'm like, I always say like, I'm not a big sugar person, but yet I'm having, you know, a pump or two of vanilla in my coffee. That's a lot of sugar. Yeah. So it's like, even just those little things where we may not even notice it, um, where it just, you know, my body, you know, I love, I love coffee as well, but it was like, my body was like, okay, we're going to, we're ready to let this go. Yeah. And so now it almost, I was thinking about it and there's almost like this thing where I'm just like, yeah, like, I, and it's only been a week. Ask me in two weeks. I don't know. Maybe I'd be like, Oh, I'm back on coffee. Probably not. But, yeah. <laughs> but the cacao, like the energy of that just feels more expansive. And so, yeah, I completely agree with you. Everything carries a certain constant, uh, consciousness and a frequency and a resonance. And it's like, Sometimes too, it's like when we're resonating in a certain frequency, like the things that just don't match that anymore and that don't feel expansive fall away because it just doesn't feel good when we consume them. And that yeah. could be anything from TV to a certain particular person to mm-hmm. the, you know, the food. And another thing that was really powerful was in the same Jason Estes video that he said, he's like, I also recommend like when the food does come out that you bless the food. And it's like, mm-hmm. so, you know, like it's a thing we've heard so many times, like, Oh, pray over your food. But I understood this at a deeper level that really clicked for me because he's like, who knows who was making it like in what energetic state they were in when they were making it. And yeah. who knows where, the, what state that animal was in when it died, if you're eating it or consuming meat, who knows where that plant's consciousness was when it got trimmed or when you know, it, got, it got plucked from the, the thing, because everything carries that, that resonance and consciousness, like we've been talking about. Yeah. So he's like, like bless that food and infuse your energy into that food. And we can even do this with water. And there was another thing I learned recently about putting your water on your heart because our bodies are primarily made of water. So the water will sync up with your body and what your body needs. Mm. And then you can also infuse beautiful intention into the water. And so it's like, it's like you in the water, like your consciousness is in the water and you're filling your body with that consciousness. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like that's happening. <laughs> that's going to happen. Love that's my I'm going to do that no to my deal. dogs. I'm going to infuse my, put my dog's water bowl in my heart and infuse it with love. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm within you now. Yeah. I'm like my life, my prosperous dream, life and lots of bones. Energy. And <laughs> so funny. Yeah. But it's, it's totally true. Is it? And, and I begin the practice of blessing my food for so many reasons. One is that this food has been on this long journey that we know nothing about to get to where we are. So number one, it's like so grateful that this thing had origins. All we think of is that it comes from a supermarket and we're like, it just came from the shelf. It's life started so much longer before that to get to us. But then also to your point, we don't know where it's been. We don't know, you know, what it went through to get there. And it, I found it so interesting because I, I tend to be a very hustle bustle person. So I'll, you know, go from work and then just sit down and eat really fast. And so I kind of made myself slow down And I would turn off any electronics or TV or sound and I would just bless the food and you can feel its vibration. You can feel everything's vibration, but you know, and I started blessing my water and, but I would just notice that every different food had different feelings. And often some food didn't feel good. Like it would almost hurt my hands. And I'd be like, that is probably some, like if it came from a place that maybe wasn't like, um, I don't know, like a very ethical place or something, or it had like a, like it was tainted or dirty or had, I don't know. You know what I mean? You could just kind of sunset. And, and with water, you'll notice my friend pointed out that if you drink a sip of water, but then you bless it, it'll taste a little bit different. 
it'll feel a little bit smoother or anyways, it's interesting stuff. It's it's such a thing. It's such a thing because if we can even like use an example, like let's say I'm in a foul mood and I go into a room, people are going to feel that. And some people may pick up on that. So it's like the same thing with food. It's literally the same thing. Cause if everything foundationally is energy, then we're literally just here to play with all these different frequencies and we can (laughs) like tune it to our own little set point. (laughs) And, and when we, that's like the trick of the universe. And once we figure that out, again, all the games end. We're playing so many games. We play so many games. So you many know? games. This is literally like, I actually wonder sometimes, because I mean, if anyone tells me exactly what happens when we die, I'd love to talk to them or if this is a simulation or what it is. But because <laughs> I mean, there's so many possibilities of what we yeah. could be. Like we could be in a dream. Like I don't fully understand it, but I'm here. So I'm experiencing it. But yeah. it's like, you know, maybe when we take the headset off and we're like, okay, that was fun. Or, you know, it's just like, it's just so many things to play around with. But what I've found is beneath like all the density. Once we like really get to, once we're really connected with the truth of who we are, it just becomes this powerful journey to where I can be like, okay, like I like the powerful phrase of like, I am, or stepping into Mm -hmm. choice. Like I choose this at the beginning of January, I was like, I choose to see the truth in all things regardless if it's like pay, whatever, like I choose to see the truth, like spe- speaking specifically of what's pertinent for my own journey and yeah. it, within myself. And I'm willing to see the truth. And then all these truths and things started showing up and I was like, can I do, hit the off button to that? I, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But I just really, I, I joke, but I wouldn't have it any other way because yeah. I feel like once you feel the resonance of who you truly are at that deep level, like we're all here to bring some sort of magic and experience some sort of, you know, passion and, and live that out. And we simply yeah. don't have to continue suffering. Not that, you know, I, I feel like there's a difference too, between like kind of struggling through things and, you know, moving, um, pivoting and and whatnot. And then like really being in this victim kind of struggle consciousness, like we can really choose to pull ourselves out of that. And even if we don't know what it looks like, like if you're in that place to where you're just kind of like, if you're still breathing, you're still here. So we're good to go. Like there's still like, we can still shift, (laughs) but really just moving out of that consciousness. And again, if we don't know, like maybe putting a hand on your heart, closing your eyes and just asking your higher self, God, source universe for help and to show you and, and proclaiming that you're willing and you choose to. And then it's like, we don't need to see the next 10 steps. Maybe it's just that one step that's like, okay, this is the next thing on your path that's lit up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you spoke to that. We all are you know, we all have this unique, special essence that in the form of a gift or an offering that comes through. I talk about that all the time because that's the purpose of this show is that I wanted to create a platform for people who have gotten connected with that gift. So one, they can share about how they got connected with it and two, share what it is. You know, this is what I found. This And most of it is healing, you know, but then, but then there, I also have guests who it's creative, you know, it's a creative expression because creativity is beautiful. It inspires joy and, you know, empowerment to others. Um, so there's so many different things. And, and, you know, I, we, I talk about analogies a lot of how we, with each of our gifts, it's like a, you know, a picture being lit up. It's like a mosaic and each person is like a tile in that picture. And we need every single piece to really see the full phenomenal picture that is humanity. 
you know, and I think it's really cool to recognize that humanity is a unique experience expression into the universe. And if, and if we don't allow each light to come through, it will never be quite as brilliant as it could be. But everything is, you know, we, we think we're alone in the universe. I personally don't think that at all. I don't think that either. <laughs> and I, I, there's also, so there's like rumbling people talk about how we're actually like, we we're kind of like the uh, black sheep or like the backwater planet. Cause we're, people are like, gosh, that planet earth is a mess, but they also say like, it's such low vibration. There's so much fear here that no one will come near us the same way. Like you're saying, like a really negative person, people avoid, cause you get close to them and you're like, I don't want to get tainted by their energies off their energy is, you know, it's, I don't like to be around it. And that's what I've heard people speak of about earth is that we've gotten so low that people are like, we're not going out there. Um, but I think aliens still have come out here, but anyways, um, I think that our, as we let our gifts come and as we get into this, we release fear and move more into love, which is exactly what we're describing. When we realize we don't need anything, everything is within us. We're perfect just as we are. That's all loving. All the fear stuff is the neediness, the addiction, the, the pain, the wounds, all these misconceptions of who we really are. As we move into who we really are, our light begins to show and then we get reconnected with the cosmos, which they've been waiting for us. That's another thing I've heard. Again, I know this is also crazy, but it's not though. Um, no, I agree. Everything yeah. you're saying, I'm like, I yep, know you yep, get yep. it. I, know. I, just, <laughs> I get I it. Feel like I need to use all these disclaimers for the audience, but I'm sure <laughs> yeah. they get it too. Uh, but yeah, it's this idea that um, like I, I heard one analogy that the, the solar system is like, or the, the cosmos are like pulling up their lawn chairs. Like this is the super bowl because what's going on at earth right now is so unique. It hasn't happened basically ever in the entire history of the universe where this planet is going from such low density that we're about to shift into like higher density and in like, or, you know, like higher frequency in like an instant. And it's never been seen before. So it is like this pivotal moment where it's like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? And that's why things are changing so much because there's this rumbling and everything's about to break apart. So I just love that picturing like people pulling up their lawn chairs to watch this showdown on planet earth that we're experiencing. And so that's why I think it's so important to speak to our experiences of spiritual awakenings and for people to honor the process and to trust it because there's nothing to be afraid of. We can't die. Not really. We can die to this body, but we're infinite. So even if something happens, I know for me with my spiritual awakening, I got super sick. I got COVID and then I got long COVID and it scared the hell out of me. It was awful because it's all, we don't know about long COVID, right? And so I'd have all these weird symptoms and be like, are they going to be forever? Is it going to go away? And, you know, thankfully it's gotten a lot better, but I was terrified. And, but the reality is that a lot of it was just sort of, it was an awakening. It was those symptoms as well, combined with this very real virus. So, you know, it's, um, I think it's important for people to hear that so they can like sit with some peace through these moments, because we don't know what ascension or spiritual awakening will look like specifically for any one person, but we can just like anything else, we can hear someone else's experience and feel comfort and confirmation that, okay, I can walk through this too. And I'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Everything you just said. And it was so funny. As you said, there was a rumbling. This person started their diesel truck and it was like a, sounded like a rumbling. So it was like confirmation. <laughs> but I totally believe that. Oh, yeah. I actually think that everything happening on the planet right now, it's like a collective dark night of the soul. And I truly believe that if everything is a frequency and it's all based on consciousness, because for me in the last handful of years, like 
I have really had to work through kind of some like emotions around like the corruption and all these things. I'm very neutral to it. And it's like, what is in our reality? So you were speaking to like kind of this energy of fear. And so for those of you listening that are maybe kind of struggling with this energy of fear, maybe like the narratives going on, my invitation and, and recommendation would be to unplug from those things because anything that is meant to keep you in a state of fear and anchor in that, in that chaos, Mm-hmm. It's just not serving you in any way because it's just really bringing your vibration down. And, you know, I have even a couple of theories. I'm like, what if consciously, collectively, what if I do feel that we created even the things that have happened in the last couple of years? Because it was like, again, we were talking about the breakup as a catalyst. Like, think about how crazy of a catalyst this was in the last couple of years. So oh, many yeah. people... I quit my job. I know so many people that quit their jobs. They're more into like that self-discovery, that dark night of the soul, the releasing, the acknowledgements, all these things. And so if everything is just based on the lens that we're looking from, if something isn't in our reality, if like we don't choose to subscribe to those stories, then it's like not part of the narrative. So it's just very interesting because we do have the power to choose. And I do feel like we're at this beautiful pivotal point. And I do feel like we're going to push through because I feel like there's enough people that have that awareness and that are waking up that I do feel like we're not necessarily leaving anybody behind, but it's going to kind of pull the tail end of people who maybe are still kind of anchored in that fear because sometimes we need to kind of have that reflection and see something. It's like, I it's like the things that we recognize in our, um, and another, it's like, um, you know, is within ourselves often and it can be triggering and activating in either like an uncomfortable way or a beautiful way. I heard the other day, someone was said, you know, like when we have these feelings of jealousy for another, it's just an aspect of ourselves that part of us really wants to bring forward, but we're looking at it from like, Oh, you know, like how dare they, or, you know, money is bad and they have too much, you know what? fill in the blank. Right. But we can start to really, again, if we just bring everything back to home, back to center, it's like, you are worthy. Everything you need is inside of you, even your own unique medicine. I do truly believe that we, like the body has this divine intelligence within it. When we were in our mother's wombs, we weren't giving instructions to the liver of what to do. We weren't saying, Hey hands, you're going to form today. Like it was this divine intelligence that just knows what to do. So it knows how to heal you. We just have to create the space to allow these things to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just as you said that making space for that takes, we have to be jolted out of our current beliefs. Cause how can you move into a different belief if you're super stuck on doing the same thing every day that verifies and validates the beliefs over and over again. And I do absolutely the shift with the pandemic changed our belief systems in so many ways about what's possible, you know, uh, how three years ago, or yeah, like three years ago now, we would have never thought that you could do almost everything online. You know, I remember I would have like get togethers sometimes and people would be like, oh, could we like zoom it or could we like be on virtually? And I'd be like, no, it's a gathering. Like if you're going to be there, you're going to be there in person. And now it's like, yeah, of course. Like if we don't have to be there in person, we can do this virtually. And that's like our belief system changed about that. And that we don't have to, you know, be on site for an, in an office or just so many different things. Right. So all of that can, and it opens the door for us to be like, well, that I can do differently. Maybe I can do something else differently, you know? And that, so it goes back to the same thing as like the coffee. It's like, well, do I really need this? And when I try to go without it, what does that open the door for when I shift that, you know? And then when I think about coffee, what I was also going to mention is it makes me think of, you know, when you talk about accessing that 
ferralic acid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think about that's, I mean, think about when we realize that we don't need coffee for energy. That's why we drink it. It's delicious. It feels good, but we drink it because we think we need that. We're like, oh God, I'm so tired. I need it. I'm still in that trap. I like caffeine, but we had, energy is totally natural. And once we realize that we can just kind of breathe it in, like what you do with that stuff, everything changes, but also like down goes Starbucks and other things. So there, I think there is, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and things can go away and it's, it's fine. It's the same. Like for me, it's like, people are like, well, what would we do if like these big corporations went out of business? It's like, well, we would evolve. We'd figure it out the same way where I'm a therapist, I'm a mental health therapist. And my hope is to be out of a job because when people learn how to give to themselves their own healing and to not even get to the point where they're so distraught mentally because of their circumstances, but we know better you know, myself included, like I have my own therapist, but I believe that one day therapists will be out of a job when we know better about how to not take things to heart. Cause I think a lot of mental illness is believing that certain things are because of us. Like they're a deficit about us, something wrong with us. They mean something bad. We're very stuck on like things being bad. Right. Yeah, and that good and, breeds bad. A lot of, good and bad. Yeah. yeah Which, and that breeds a lot of I, I don't really, that to me, I don't know. I, that doesn't resonate like good and yeah. bad, right. And wrong. Like, I mean, I think that because again, like my definition of good might not be someone else's definition of good. So it's very subjective. Right. And it's like totally. very unique to each of us. Yeah, absolutely. And so it just causes us a lot of, um, grief to be in those, in that programming. So yeah, I just think it's going to be interesting because all that is going to change and we're going to realize we don't need these things and these things will fall away. And then what, then what do we build? Well, it could be something really beautiful, but it's not going to go without a fight because the structures that are want to remain. And I will say that I think that um, and I don't think anyone can argue that mo- a lot of systems in place recognize the power of fear to generate um, power. power yeah. Right now, most power comes from fear. You don't have so- someone's, someone doesn't agree to give you their power unless you give them a good reason enough to be scared enough to do so. Yeah, and there's actually not- kind of a um, a quick little fun story that I, I just heard of the other day. And it's tied to this and kind of the fear because honestly, mainstream media to me, uh, no judgment for those who watch it, but it's just anchored in fear and just like the narrative of well, that's how they get viewers. You don't have stuff. viewers. People aren't going to, if it's just like a nice, like narrative of the current situation, like a, you know, then people are going to be like, Oh, that's nice, but I'm not going to watch it. But when people are like, if you don't watch this, you're not going to know that's, they have to keep us tied in. It's their livelihood. Yeah. So, so it breeds on that. There was something where, so CNN, where they were launching this app, CNN Plus, and I don't know like the nuances of what this was going to offer, but they funneled $300 million into marketing for it. And I mean, they're a pretty big beast of a company, right? And um, again, this was coming from one of my mentors. So I didn't do a deep dive into this, but I do trust this person's information sources. So um, apparently only around like 10,000 people signed up. So the whole program was squashed and it just speaks to, I feel like what kind of comes to this is like the big corporate greed and all of those systems are just crumbling to the ground. Cause people at a, at a whole, like, yes, there are some people who are still kind of anchored in there, but actually aren't resonating with that anymore because we are evolving past that. So I actually feel like it's starting to happen. Um, I believe Netflix lost a bunch of subscribers recently. So it's just like people are, I feel like finding different outlets and I feel part of the place we're headed is more of that connection, that community, that heart centered, you know, human interaction and this kind of new levels where we're not, 
just engulfed in not saying that like, I don't ever watch a TV show. I try not to consume too much TV, but um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, where do we want to funnel our energy and funnel our time? Our dogs have gotten up, both of our dogs. <laughs> my, my, there is somebody walking past and the other dogs out there barking and now my dog's barking. Your dog probably heard it. <laughs> yeah. He's up yeah. and moving. Yeah. So that's, I mean, again, you're, you're, you know, as a new earth visionary, like that's my vision is like, there's an earth that awaits us where fear is replaced by love and there, everything is based in love. Every exchange, every action, every, you know, our work, everything we do and the fear just dissolves because fear will dissolve because it's not real. Fear is always an illusion. Love is the only thing that's real. It's just what is. And, and it's going to, it might take time, but also, I mean, that stuff can happen really fast when something's not real, you give it all your power. And the second you kind of figure it out, it's just gone, you know? And I know it's like, I know it's in some movie, but like, I don't know. I I almost picture this is such a throwback, but have you ever seen the movie, the labyrinth? I love that movie. I have not with David Uh Bowie. Oh my gosh. Have not so good. But anyways, he's like this like goblin king is his name. And this girl who's like stuck in his maze of this like bent reality world, suddenly she realizes she's like, you have no power over me. And he looks at her like terrified and he just like dissolves because he was never real. He was only real because she was giving him the power that he was. So that's kind of the world we live in. And as soon as we all collect enough of us collectively see this illusion, we can decide what we want next, you know? And, And that just shows you that it's not bad. What's going on right now is not bad. But I mean, it is, we could say it's out of balance because some people are gravely suffering and some people are high and, you know, have all the resources, some have none. So we could call it an imbalance. If we don't want to label it good or bad, we could just say it's not very preferable. Yeah. We want something where everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's able to access the basic things they need for life. We're not even there. And that's like really strange if you think about it, that we yeah. like, we don't prioritize that. And I I talk a lot on the show about how I think that in like hundreds of years from now, people will talk about this time, this time period as like this anomaly, as like this unbelievable, as a parable of like, this is the way that earth once was. And our people in 500 years are going to be like, no, there's no way life was ever like that. And we'll be like, yeah, it was. (laughs) And it was awful. And that's why we have to remember that and never get caught up in fear and greed again, because it can create this beast of inequality and fear that is just horrific, you know? We're, we're not able to enjoy much, um, enjoy life much right now because we're also stuck in this, but life is meant to be enjoyed. It's a pretty badass place. It's a lot of fun when we're able to like, and, and when people talk about, you know, well, everyone deserves the right for their pursuit and to gain what they want. Well, yeah, but let's all do it together. Like when we talked about finding your unique gift and gift and bringing it forward, that can feel great. And you don't have to be like, I think we're in such a, a state of mind of like, if you win, then I can't win a zero sum game. Right. If you're big and powerful, then I can't be. So I have to be bigger and powerful than you. No, we can all be our own unique light and expression. And therefore we don't need to compete with anybody because nobody has quite what we have. And that's the truth. That's just the truth of the matter. I, yeah, I agree with a hundred percent on that as well. I just feel like where we're headed, like the structures of hierarchy just don't exist there. Because that is like, again, it's like those levels and layers. If I'm better than you, I have X, Y, and Z. And not to say there's not going to be different types. I feel like there's going to be different leadership roles in certain areas. But when we're all leading ourselves and when we're connected from that heart-centered place, 
it's just mm-hmm. so fluid because it just doesn't end up having to be this pursuit or, you know, the ego consuming certain things or, you know, poor practices around um, even uh, manufacturing. Just, I mean, we could go so deep into these yes. cycles of consumerism and we were kind of talked about it before. It's like, you know, if everything is already available, like the fact that people are suffering greatly, it's like, well, no, that doesn't have to be so. And so we can really start to shift this um, this narrative and the story that's been played out for thousands and thousands of years. And I agree with you. I think, you know, I don't know exactly how long it's going to take. I don't know about you, but for me, time now seems so weird. It Like yesterday, I was like, I feel like I lived like a couple of days today. Like I, you're like just, my fifth guest in a row who said that, who's like, what is time anymore anyways? And that's another thing too, is time is just a construct. So in the future, we might be much less attached to that concept of time right now. Yeah. We're very attached to it, but I mean that too, in itself is just an illusion. So eventually we could really release that. Yeah. Know? Because there's, I feel like there's somewhere like the way I like to explain, it, it's like, we have this quantum field of possibilities. And if everything's already available. There's already a timeline where we're actually already in this new earth or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. We're living this out. And so we actually have access to that right now. We already have access to it. We can literally if everyone on the planet paused and dropped in or even maybe 50% dropped in and we're like, yes, we choose this. We are like choosing this frequency, embodying this frequency. It's like, everything's already available. Like that's why even like, you know, if you're here like saying, Oh, I'm ready to call my soulmate. Well, he he or she is already on the planet. They're already here on this planet. So it's a a resonance. It's a frequency thing. It's that, you know, like that attraction that are we resonating at the same frequency? The -hmm. thing is, is if things haven't shown up, oftentimes it's because we have, again, these other structures that are playing out where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not ready for that person or I need to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, again, going back to the concept of time, I just, I feel, I I agree with you completely on that. It's just this human construct we've created and not to say it doesn't serve some sort of purpose, but for me, it's serving less and less of a purpose because I find myself kind of being like, you know, I, I don't know, especially with like the way that I'm, able to run my business and things. It's like, it is a resource in certain situations, but yeah, I feel like we are expanding time as we know it, because if we're reverse aging, then like time also isn't really a thing because the clock's not ticking. And there's just so many variables that we're kind of poking some holes in the old narrative. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, well, like for conscious creators, we're constantly manifesting, whether it's well, we're constantly manifesting it's conscious or unconscious. So how do we want to choose to write the script consciously? And I always like to say this or something more expansive yes. because it's like the universe has all kinds of things up its sleeve. And I, I don't know the vastness of the universe. And so it's like, I mean, this thing that I think I want might be surface level. Usually it's like seven layers deeper. And then maybe it's even something different that is like similar resonance, but it's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And yeah, heck Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you point out, because I remember hearing that once and it made sense to me is that people like poo poo the idea of like consciously creating your life, like, oh, you can manifest it, but it's literally what we're doing. Everything we, we live in this reality because we created it unconsciously right now we're unconscious creators. So we think we're like, oh shit, we ended up with this. We made it like we just didn't know. So once we be shifted into consciousness, we get to consciously create exactly what we want. And, but we do it slowly because I, I remember hearing also once that like, if you figure it all out, the game's over, you know, it's like, it's uh, yeah. like if, you're, if you're a little kid and you're like, I don't know, like playing in like a fun house and you figure out like, Oh, this is all just like 
people, like they're actors, then you're not scared anymore. And you're like, oh man, that's kind of how life works. It's like, once you figure out like the secrets to life, there's no game. So you almost like don't want to end the game. So I feel like we, that's why we slowly kind of figure things out, but also like we can't figure things out too quickly because our brain would just explode. You know, I think it takes time to like adjust into this new mindset of what reality is, you know, which again is kind of just all an illusion. Um, but we have to be gentle with it, I think. Um, So yeah, it's just, it, I, that's why I think it's just such a fascinating time because for a long time up until now, we were really just figuring out how to survive as human beings and work together and create community. But then we got this like, like rise in people having a certain amount of power and did, did, did all these different things, the, the masculine energy and the wanting to, you know, um, have power over others and just like, you know, have victory and stuff like that, success, profit. But now we're coming into like this other state of like, okay, we've done all that now what do we want now? Because none of that really led us to happiness or satisfaction. We don't like the state of things. The systems aren't working. So I think what we see before us is what you and I are so excited about is these great changes, which we can begin. We might not see in our lifetime. Lifetimes are short right now, but, um, you know, we, and eventually for few further generations, we're going to see these changes. So that when I have like, you know, scary times when I'm in like a dark night of the soul place, I remember this is why I'm here. What I'm, the growth I'm having now is going to serve me in my next lifetime, which is helping the greater growth of humanity. Um, so that's what like gets me up and keeps going. And I, I basically decided, as it sounds like you have too, Amanda, I think that's why we gravitated together and are having this conversation is that that's all I want to do with this life. That's it. I just want to talk about this and bring it more and more and more to the consciousness of others that everything can change and we don't have to live this way anymore. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I don't even know. I feel like we've just gone so many expansive topics. It's just like, I feel, I just resonate with your energy so much. So I don't know, maybe we're from the same place. Cause I actually don't even think a lot of us that, that have come here are, are originally from earth. I don't know. No. For me, and I, I felt homesick my entire life. So if any of you listening have felt that way, I, um, I, I don't think that there's yeah. a handful of us. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a chance you might not be from here. Yeah, so <laughs> you're totally not. You're totally not. It's, yeah. You've heard of star seeds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seeds, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think I'm yeah. a star seed. I think I'm, I'm from the Pleiades. I have, I actually have a birthmark. That's almost the exact. If you look up the Pleiades on Google, like an image of it, it's like the exact birthmark I have. And I've just always yeah. gotten that impression. Um, but that homesickness too. And you know, on my trip, I went through New Mexico and I went to Roswell and I went to like the, you know, the Roswell museum of all the aliens and like, just for something about it. I just loved the energy there. And when I drove away out of Roswell, I just started sobbing, like just all this, just this deep sadness. And I think it's because I'm an alien of sorts. And like, it just hit, I didn't, I don't remember like being an alien, but just something like there was like this sense of that was more my home. Like that was more my people. And I was, I had to like, let go of it again and go back to this world. And this world is hard. You know, if you, if you listen to any channelers who tap into lives as, as another species, this is, this planet is so dense that it's exhausting for a soul to be here. And, and it's, it's in such fear that we're so disconnected from what's true, which is that we are love and always perfect and whole and, and never harmable. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we believe we can be harmed and that's a terrifying place. And that's where we reside now. So People like you and I and everyone listening, I imagine, are a part of the movement towards shifting this and allowing for a new experience on Earth so that it can be 
back in the cosmos, hanging out with everybody, not kind of like displaced until we raise our energy up. So yeah, it's so funny when you were talking about the Pleiades, I got this like feeling that you were from there too. So if that's oh, any confirmation, oh, like, it's showing my alien. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something. Yeah. There's something. I don't really feel like I resonate with the Pleiades and, but I just haven't, like, I still am not like, I don't necessarily know if that's like, I, I know I've been there, but I don't know if that's like, I feel like we've been there. Right. And then we have like different origins, but the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Initially when you said that, I was like, Oh yeah, I could see that. I could feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you for verifying. I feel very connected to it. And I think that other people do as well. So if anyone else resonates with that, you can look up the concept of star seeds, Pleiades, 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 always say it wrong. Um, but I think also keep in mind that this eclipse is like there it's an opening right now that's occurring so you might be getting stronger senses we're kind of connecting more to our higher selves to our higher consciousness so and we're in it's a it's a a eclipse in taurus and taurus is like very tried and true like they kind of know what they want and they're gonna like make the effort so it's a more balanced like stable pursuit of something so i would just encourage people during this time right now we're april 29th so tomorrow's the 30th when the eclipse occurs but just notice like if you get a sense of something go with it if this show resonates with you, seek it out. The eclipse lasts for six months. The energy is around for six months. So trust yourself a little, you know, all these ideas to someone who's not hip to them might be like, it's way too weird and out there, but if it hits you, why not explore it? You know, cause Amanda and I both, there was a time where you didn't think you were like keen to this, like you were in law enforcement. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. At the beginning of Gosh, my journey there. That's why I hid in the spiritual closet for many years. Cause like, oh, people are gonna think I'm super woo, <laughs> super weird. <laughs> but then I got to the point where I'm like, I don't care. Okay. I really don't care. Let her rip. Like, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, when you get to the point to where you're like, just like so connected to yourself, you like the outside stuff becomes less and less important and your truth becomes more and more important. So if it's like, if there's something that's like pinging, it's like, you can either do your external research or you can close your eyes and like connect with that inner knowingness in yourself and get that confirmation. And however you like sense energy too. Cause it's just, you already like, the thing is, is we already know it's like just this journey back home. We already know that deep, deep level. Yeah. We took some sort of, you know, potion to forget everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, we're remembering like this journey is that remembrance we're remembering because it's in the, every cell of our being it's in like our soul, our soul, our higher self, super, whatever you want to call it, super conscious, like does not forget. Like we we're just, but the human part, the density, the stories, it's like, then we forget parts of ourselves because again, we're trying to do the best we can here on this dense planet, but then it's like, we can really shift that pain to wisdom and just remember, bring it back to life. And that's, I feel like what this journey really is about. And, you know, it's just, gosh, there's no one size fits all. So, you know, (laughs) we're all just doing the best we can with the tools we have. Yeah. Yeah. And very grateful for people like yourself who are speaking to this and doing this work. Uh, much appreciated. And I love this conversation that I'm able to connect with somebody else who feels this same thing and, and also feels the call to speak, to bring it forward. Cause I don't think everybody does. Um, but I think there's are some of us that feel that kind of draw towards bringing it into existence, like bringing the spoken word out on these ideas. So excited to be connected with you. Looking forward to more conversations like this. Uh, I'll be on your show. You have a podcast as well. I do. Yeah. It's called New Earth Visionaries. And I completely um, 
so grateful for this connection. And I think you are just an amazing podcast host and just the work you're doing too. It just, you know, it all, it's, it's all of us, right? It's all of us co-creating together. And even those of you listening are just a beautiful piece of the puzzle. So I'm just so grateful to be able to have these conversations and even, you know, for things like zoom, like we're able to connect on a Friday afternoon and record this and it's gonna, you know, reach whoever it's meant to reach. And I just am absolutely so grateful. And I, who could have even, I don't, I couldn't even imagine this <laughs> five years ago that I'd be doing this. So I know it's so beautiful. So imagine where we'll be five years from now. Oh, yeah. Expect the greatest things expect for great. Yes. Always anticipate greatness, prepare for greatness. It's coming good things. Yes. All right. I mean, well, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Cause you are a healer. You do work with clients. So if people want to work with you or they want to find out more about you, where can they find you? So you can link up with me for social media. Instagram is primarily where I hang out. Just my name, Amanda Monier. And then my website, which is also my name, Amanda Monier. Um, the offering I have right now that is just near and dear to my heart that I recently launched that I'm just... I'm just feeling this container with so much love. It's called the Embodied Essence Community. So I have just throughout my process, I've really found, um, you know, that I, I just wanted to make this so accessible for people and to really just meet people where they're at. And I've just found, like, through my journey, I found myself spending so much money on programs and healers, and it was just like another way I gave my power away. So I've just really, really set the intention um, to just anchor in this beautiful community. Community. We do different conscious creation practices, different meditations, breath work, energy healing. And um, it's just, I just absolutely love it. And I'm launching a program within that group in June. Um, so members of the group get any program that I'm launching is, in, is part of the membership and it's called Radiant. So we're going to tap into the body and really get those. Cause like I mentioned, I found a lot of people asking for this um, because it's like, we have these spiritual awarenesses and these expansions. And then the body's like, okay, excuse me, but like, we got to turn the liver back on and we got to bounce the hormones. So I um, am also an energetic allergy healing practitioner. So I'm going to bring some of my trainings and teachings into that container to really work with um, the nervous system, feeling safe in the body. Because that's so foundational, as I'm sure you know, working with your clients, it's like if we don't even feel safe to be here and the nervous system's in fight, flight, or that fear response, it's like we got to really bring some love and nourishment into that. So mm. um, that is the definitely the offering that is most near and dear to my heart. I have some free meditations on there too. If you feel guided to um, drop by my website and poke around, there's some, some free content that is... Um, uh, available on there as well. So, or just drop me a DM if you have questions, like my door's always open. So beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I look forward to being on your show and connecting again next month and in other ways, because we're clearly star seed sisters. And so it's time for you to maybe check in and see what's coming up for you, because I bet now that we've kind of opened this, you might be getting some messages about your origins. Yeah, definitely. We'll see if anything comes through on eclipse season. I've definitely felt like yeah. I've had some ties to Sirius. Cir um, oh, I know yeah. there's an a lot of people have that. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely feel more connected there, but um, yeah, we'll see what comes through. And I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to have you on the show and um, to have further conversations. And um, thank you everybody for listening today too. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Amanda. Take care. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guests. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.